Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Wednesday, May 6th. Hope you're all doing well today. Yesterday we talked about personal responsibility was something that we keyed on yesterday and particularly personal responsibility into digging your roots down into scripture. Uh, We talked about Psalm 1. So I'm going to stick on that theme this week, at least again for today, of what what sort of things do we need to take personal responsibility so that we can develop into people of, um, you know, nap takers, non-anxious presence? Um, how can we be a light to our city and our community and our neighbors by being non-anxious presence? And to do that, we have to take some personal responsibilities. We've got to stop blame shifting or looking for others to sort of do something for us. And there's just, I, I think this time um, during this quarantine, it, a lot of people are doing a lot of um, sort of self-evaluation. We've kind of been forced into it in the quiet and the disconnectedness. And so as you're doing that, I just want to give you some biblical um, admonitions for what we need to take personal responsibility for. So yesterday certainly was um, uh, about reading Scripture and knowing Scripture. Today I've got a different thing. Paul, uh, The Apostle Paul is going to write here in Galatians. We'll be in Galatians chapter 5. Um, I'm just going to start in verse 13. I'm going to start in verse 13. Chapter 5, 13, and we'll read down uh, into chapter 6. For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, Outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar, I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. And that is the word of the Lord from Galatians chapter 5 and 6. Today, I just simply want to bring up... um, the I, this idea of freedom. So the passage that we read, and it, uh, uh, 
Galatians chapter 5 actually starts with, For freedom Christ set us free. And then where I picked up, it says that we were called to be free, brothers and sisters. And he says, Only do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Now, there were a, a couple of things. That there's, a, there's a huge paradox in this passage about freedom. The way that we think about freedom, certainly as Westerners or as Americans, is we think freedom is the ability to make any choice at any time to do what we want to do. And yet, in here, Paul says, Paul, Paul limits our choice. He says, okay, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh to, uh, he goes on to talk about serve your desires. Um, and, and then he says, the spirit that works in you is against this sort of constant desire of the flesh to just satisfy itself. So it is this individualized, give me, give me, give me, um, my passions, my desires are what drive me. And I need a freedom of choice to go and get whatever I think will sort of satiate my desires. And I, did you notice the list? So when we read in chapter 5, starting in verse 10, the, what the works of the flesh are. All of these works of the flesh are things that um, it, it is it's consumerism, right? It is uh, envy, drunkenness, uh, sexual immorality, uh, sorcery, right after I do a Harry Potter sermon, uh, right? It pops up in there. Uh, it's a different thing. But um, all of the works of the flesh are these um, an individual getting for themselves, breaking away from other people, using people, okay, comparing themselves with other people, seeing people as objects. But then notice the work of the Spirit, which it says the, work, the flesh and the Spirit are opposed to each other, and we're, this is all under freedom, okay? So it sounds like all of those things, don't all of those things in that list of the works of the flesh sound like freedom? Sexual immorality, you, you can have sex with whoever you want to, whenever you want to. Moral impurity, there, there should be no sort of moral law that governs you know, what we do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Um, promiscuity, uh, idolatry, uh, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. I mean, think about outbursts of anger. Why should I restrain myself? Why should I be restrained by anything? Don't limit my freedoms. Let, if I feel angry on the inside, I should be able to release it in any way that I want to. But in verse 22, listen to the fruit of the Spirit. Joy, peace, patience. So that joy, peace, and patience are things that come from being grounded in the truth of Christ, of knowing that, um, that, that whole idea of being unshakable, uh, though everything were taken away from me. Um, I would still I would still have joy, peace, and patience because I know ultimately I get everything back in Christ. And then listen to the rest of these: kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Um, so many of these are related to self control. Sounds like it's not freedom. I have to control myself. I should be able to give myself to my desires. But all of these other ones, kindness, gentleness, like these are these are things that work outward toward community. Of course, loving God and loving others is what the is, is sums up the entirety of the law, which is what this passage is about. It's about the you, instead of being under law, you are now free. You have the ability to make choices, but in those choices, we should choose to serve, serve one another through love. That's what he says. You are called to be free, brothers and sisters. Don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Instead, serve one another in love. The whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. And didn't we finish here when we read that first part of 6? Isn't all this relational stuff? Carry one another's burdens. Um, if someone, If you see someone who is caught up in wrongdoing, gently 
restore them with a gentle spirit. You know how difficult that is? Do you know how much self-restraint and self-control, spirit-filled self-control it takes to restrain a brother or sister, or or not to restrain, but um, to correct a brother or sister who is in wrongdoing? It can certainly be done in a haughty way, but I've done it before. It's sort of part of my job description as a pastor, um, and it's painful. It is a moment that I want to avoid. It is one where I wish that I could just take off and do whatever I wanted to do rather than sit down across a table and say, brother or sister, you are hurting yourself in your sin, and I don't want you to do this anymore. I've got to call it out. I would, I would much rather be watching television. So here is the big idea. Being in step with the Spirit. Okay, this is what he talks about. I always picture this verse at the end of um, at the end of chapter five about being in step with the Spirit, as doing. Uh, this is going to sound well, whatever. Um, it, it. I always picture dancing with the Spirit. Okay. Now I know you're picturing like me doing interpretive movement, which is a sight in and of itself. But um, but stick with me on this one. When I'm thinking about being in step with the Spirit, it's like the Spirit has a beat. It's like the Spirit has a lead, and I have to follow which sort of sounds like it's limiting my freedom. You, you, you're kidding me, Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't get to set the pace here. No, no, no. In my freedom, I submit myself to the Spirit, and by that, He produces these things in me that I am able to serve others with. For freedom, Christ has set you free, yes, but don't use your freedom to, this is weird, it's a paradox, to enslave yourself to your desires. To enslave yourself to desires which is what we often use our freedom for. Give me as many choices as I can. Let me have what I want when I want. Certainly in this period of quarantine, especially in the early phases when we were wondering what things are going to be left on the shelf, I certainly can't find my brand of toilet paper anymore. Do you notice how, how um, maybe you shifted from looking for that, you know, I want the four-ply Charmin, you know, I want there to be like 16 rolls packed into one, um, you, we, were, we were sometimes particular about our brand of toilet paper. But when you look down the aisle, now you don't look for a brand of toilet paper. Like, you are in it. You go to Kroger and you get the Kroger one-ply. It's like, thank you, Lord Jesus. Toilet paper is here. You're not, we're not picky about the brand because we used to be so filled up with this idea that we should be able to have whatever we want, whenever we want, to our exact specifications. And you know what? It wasn't filling us up, having the freedom to get whatever we want, whenever we want to sort of satisfy our passions and desires, is Paul's point here, that doesn't do you any good. Instead, use your freedom to love others. Use your freedom to serve others. Stay in step with the Spirit. Submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit be the lead partner in the dance, and He is always going to lead you away from activities that primarily consume for the individual, and he is going to lead you into activities that promote a union with Christ, the presence of God, joy, peace, okay, and into things that serve your fellow man, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Gently restore your brother. Carry one another's loads. Because at the end of this, he says, each person will have to carry his own load. Here's the idea there. All of us have to be personally responsible. That's what Paul's getting apart. That's what Paul's getting at. It's like you want all of this individuality. 
you want all of this freedom to make choices and to give yourself to your desires, you have a personal responsibility to use your freedom not for the desires of the flesh, but to serve your fellow church member, to serve your fellow man, and to to pursue being in step with the Spirit. You have a personal responsibility for that. Each must carry his own load. So here's what I'd like to call us into prayer toward today's City Church. Will you take personal responsibility to be in step with the Spirit? You say, Trev, what does that mean? Like, what, 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 what practically is there? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. If you put your roots down deep into the instruction of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the revelation about Christ, the word about Christ, let it dwell deeply within you, will you then open up your ears to constantly pay attention to the dance, the next step that the Spirit is leading you into? What is that? Well, it does require being silent. It requires the paying attention to needs around you and what's happening around you, being sensitive to the Spirit instead of giving yourself to the desires of the flesh, which mute the Spirit, which quench the Spirit. Will you give yourself to the possibilities that the Spirit wants to open up for your eyes to see? Will you take personal responsibility for that? And he lists some of them here. When is the last time that you sat down with the brother or sister to ask him, what load are you carrying that I can help you with? Or what have you been putting off just sort of ignoring sin in a brother or sister around you that you know is harming them and hurting them, that the Spirit is calling you to sit down with them and limit your personal freedom to just watch TV and ignore it while they destroy themselves and say, listen, I was hoping you'd take the first move on this, but I I believe the Spirit's leading me here. This is what the Word says. I love you. I want to be with you in this time, and I don't want to see you destroy yourself. Maybe the Spirit's calling you to that. It's hard but ultimately it honors Christ and it is for our good. And so let's be silent now as we ask, will I take personal responsibility to be in step with the Spirit and to use my freedom not for desires of the flesh, but to serve others? Let's be silent and pray. Heavenly Father, we have been taught by the prevailing American culture that the more choice we have, the more freedom to satisfy our desires, that the more we become people, actual people. But that is not how it is playing out. In fact, those of us who have given ourselves to our given ourselves everything that we want, everything that we crave on the inside, often find ourselves depressed, anxious, not people of integrity. It's hard to keep a promise. It's hard to be people of commitment if we give ourselves to our desires. So we're not people of integrity. And so the truth is being exposed in us. And in that, you come in with this beautiful word. Thank you for this from Galatians 5 and 6. That yes, 
for freedom Christ has set us free, but so that we can use our freedom to serve others, so that we can use our freedom to join the Spirit in this dance in where He will produce in us life-giving things, not only for us, but for other people. Joy, peace, patience, yes, but also goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Will you help us to take personal responsibility, not to blame someone else for our lack of self-control or our bursts of anger, but to take personal responsibility for our sin as we repent and trust in your provision of forgiveness and also as we open our ears and eyes to see spirit-led opportunities to love and serve one another. Thank you, Father, for your kindness, your gentleness, your faithfulness to us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit, amen. City Church, love you, go, and multiply the gospel.